rain that started during that? That, that is crazy. Completely unrelated, but rainstorms actually make me nervous because we have a dog and she destroys things during rainstorms. So I might be nervous right now because I think she's at home destroying things, but it's okay. We'll see what happens when we get home. But I'm so excited to be here with you guys tonight. We won't let the rain be distraction. We got some great things to talk about. How many of you know that we've been in a series? What's that series been called? Yes, there we go. Habits. I heard a few people. Gio got it. Habits. We've been in a six, well, we have a few more weeks to go, but it's a six-part series that we've been doing called Habits. Um, of basic spiritual practices to help us deepen our faith. Okay, another question. Who remembers what week one was? There we go, hanging out with God. We had Pastor Evelyn talking that night. So every letter of habits, I don't know if we have the graphic for it, every letter is something different that we're talking about, Um, a basic spiritual principle to help us deepen our faith. So first week, like we said, was hanging out with God. A was accountability. B was Bible study, studying our Bible. And then I was last week, we had a relationship panel. So I was, I'm in a relationship. And tonight, I have the letter T. And we're going to be talking about to give or not to give. Ooh, to give or not to give. So we're going to be talking about generosity. Generosity, giving. The dictionary defines giving. And I love saying that. It always makes you feel more like... I don't know, esteemed. The dictionary defines this word. Makes you feel like when you put that in a paper, like you're going to get an A on it. So the dictionary defines give. What it is to give is to present voluntarily without expecting compensation. That's exactly what generosity is, giving. We present something voluntarily. No one's making us, no one's forcing us We choose to do it on our own without expectation of anything else in return. That simply is giving. So I have a funny quick story before we really hop into our our word tonight. I was trying to give once. I was trying to be generous. And uh, there was a, I would assume a homeless man on the side of the road. You know, he had a sign. Uh, It was probably a gentleman in his 40s, maybe early 50s. Um, sign that said he was hungry. So I just went to Panda Express. How many like Panda Express? Yeah, it was pretty good, pretty good. Uh, so I just went to Panda Express, got myself a little meal, and you know, I purchased additionally an egg roll. It was an extra purchase. It wasn't part of my meal. So I was like, you know what? I can give up my egg roll. I still got my meal. Let me give this hungry man my egg roll. So I'm at the light. You know, it's a red light, so I'm able to stop and roll my window down. And I offer this man my egg roll. And I kid you not, he just opens the package and just starts eating it right in front of me. And I was like, oh, okay. And then this man, the audacity, Excel, let me tell you, he looks at me and goes, well, that's okay. And I was like, I just gave, excuse me for giving you supposedly hungry man a free egg roll that I paid for. I was just trying to be generous and give you something because you said you were hungry. I was shocked that he said, eh, it was okay. Like he just had the option of what people were giving out to him. I don't know. I don't know. I hope this is a judgment-free zone. I thought that was really weird that he did that. 
Okay. <laughs> and then it makes me weary of, again, judgment-free, right? Have you heard those stories of homeless people that do it as a living? And they're making like literally thousands of dollars because they're not homeless. They're just doing it to make money. I know that sounds so bad, but it makes you look at every person you see then on the corner asking for money or for food. I'm like, are you homeless? Are you rich? I don't know. Are you, are you trying to trick me? I don't know if I should give to you or not. Is this a test, God? Like, it's really, it's really conflicting on the inside of me when I see it now. But anyway, we're going to talk about being generous tonight. It's not us. It's not up for us to decide what happens on the other end of our generosity, right? So can we jump into it tonight? I got a few scriptures for you, Excel. The first thing I want to talk about is, do you know that there are different ways that we can give? Different things that we can give. We're going to talk about three of them. First off, we can give of our time. Our time. The things that we allow to take up time in our schedule, our day as we go about it, the things that we do, what we give our attention to, our time, we can give it away to others, to ourselves, to sports, to hobbies. So we can be generous with our time. So what's that look like? What's it look like to give away time? Maybe it's spending it with someone who's really lonely. Maybe you see someone at school. They're at a table by themselves. You might see them every day at a table by themselves. And instead of choosing to go and sit with your friends, you know, maybe it's a great day that we give up some of our time and what we want to do and give it to someone else to sit and spend time with someone who really needs it. Another way that we can give up our time is serving at church, right? What's it look like to wake up early on a Saturday when you just want to sleep in and maybe come to the church and help out with our food giveaway that we do in our parking lot? You know, come serve on a Sunday or you have to come a little bit earlier than normal. But it's a way that we can give away our time, be generous with our time. We're giving our time to something else. What about giving time to our parents? I bet your parents would love for you to just sit down maybe at the end of the day with them and give them five minutes of your attention. You know, we go to school, we have sports, things happening after school, friends that we want to hang out, things that we want to go do and be a part of. Maybe even we come to Excel and then we got to go home, we're tired, it's bedtime. Maybe your parents just want five minutes of your time and we can give them that. We can be generous with our time. What we give our time to. Look at this. This is Proverbs eleven twenty five. It will be up on the screen too. It says, a generous person will be enriched. And the one who gives a drink of water will receive water. So what's this mean? The generous person will be enriched. The one that's giving. Not that we're actually giving water away and literally receiving water back. But another way to look at it, and it's even in another translation, is the one that refreshes others. He himself will be refreshed. We don't give to make ourselves feel good. But how many know when we do, we tend to feel good? We're talking about that lonely person at the lunch table. You go and sit with them. It makes them feel better. It makes them not feel so lonely. Like someone sees them, someone wants to spend time with them, 
we have to admit, that would make you feel good, right? That would be like, wow, I feel good on the inside. I feel all tingly and warm, right? It refreshes you. You will receive water, forgiving water to others. Proverbs 3.27, this says, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. So again, let's go back to that same example. You see that lonely person at lunch. It is within your power to do something about it. It is within your power to choose to be generous with your time, to go and sit with them. You have the ability to change someone's world, to make a difference. It is within your power to do it. Do not withhold from those. All right, number two, what's the second thing that we can give of? We can give of our resources. Our resources. What does that mean? The, the physical possessions we have, the things that we own. This is 1 John 3, 17 through 18. It says, if anyone has this world's goods and sees a fellow believer in need but withholds compassion from him, how does God's love reside in him? Little children, let us not love in word or speech, but in action and in truth. Resources, the things that we have. So what are some ways, let's talk about, that we can give away our resources? What does that look like practically? Well, just so, again, some examples. There's a lot of things, but one way could be food. You know, I tried giving my egg roll to such and such guy. But, you know, giving our food away. You see someone that maybe it looks like every day that they're not really eating. We don't know their backstory. Maybe their parents don't have the finances to give them food. Or you do see a homeless person. You have food and they don't. We could be generous in giving away food. What about lending your notes to somebody? Maybe you had a friend. Not even a friend. Maybe it's just someone you know, a classmate that... They've been sick for such and such days, and they really need help. And you can make the difference by being generous with the resources you have, your notes, the books that you have. You can lend that to them, help them out. What about, you know, even giving away old toys? I mean, these are very practical things. I'm sure we all have toys we no longer play with, things in our homes that we no longer use, that we can be generous in giving away those resources. Clothes. Clothes is another one. We can give away our clothes that we don't use anymore to help others be generous with the clothes we don't wear anymore. Luke 3.11, this is John the Baptist speaking here. He's responding to a, a group of people that are listening to him. It says... He replied to them, the one who has two shirts must share with someone who has none. And the one who has food must do the same. Clothing, food, you name it. The physical possessions that we have, we can share with others. Be generous with others in those things. Give to others in those ways. Another scripture, Hebrews thirteen sixteen, says, don't neglect to do what is good and to share. For God is pleased with such sacrifices. I have to believe that when we read this in Hebrews, that God is pleased 
When we give up those things, he says it is sacrifices. We give away the things that maybe we no longer need or no, no longer benefit from or that we just see others need greater than we do. Generous with our resources. The third thing is financially. We can be generous in our finances with our money. Okay, so let's talk about that. What are some ways that we can be generous in finances? Well, first and foremost, for those of us who do have jobs, you know, the Bible talks about giving the Lord the first fruits. We say that as the 10% to give unto the Lord that. But even going above and beyond that, we call an offering. You know, what's not asked of us, it's above and beyond. We give an offering to the Lord. We give through our finances. Giving to missions to speed the light. We have a huge project that we're undertaking, right, Excel? With the goal of $50,000 for foster care right here in the United States. That's a massive goal, but we can give to financially. We can give away generously. Or even to another cause, you name it. If there's a cause close to your heart, this organization, that organization, this cause, whatever is worthy to you to give away your finances to, we can give away financially. So of our time, our resources, our finances, those are three different ways that we can be generous. And I love talking about that because I think when people initially hear being generous, they think money at first. And then maybe you're in here and you're like, I don't have a job. I don't have money. There's other ways to be generous with our lives. Those three ways. Proverbs 3.9 says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first produce of your entire harvest. We just mentioned possessions, the resources. And again, then again, it says to be generous with the first produce of your entire harvest. So we're not out here with a harvest, literally, you know, with fruits and crops that we're growing. But our finances that come in, that's our harvest, to put it in today's terms. Now I want to look at a, page, a passage and really just camp out here for a few minutes. Okay, guys? You with me? Okay. Let's take a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9. We're going to read verses 6 through 9. It says this. The point is this. The person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And the person who sows generously will also reap generously. Each person should do as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or out of compulsion, since God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make every grace overflow to you so that in every way, always having everything you need, you may excel in every good work. As it is written, he distributed freely, talking about Jesus, he distributed freely, he gave to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Okay, I just want to break down this passage. Let's look again specifically at verse 6. It says, the point is this. The person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And the person who sows generously will also reap generously. What's it talking about here? Sowing sparingly. So giving little. 
is what it's saying. The person who gives a little will get a little. The person who gives a lot will get a lot. This is what we call the law of the harvest. Harvest, again, we mention crops because what farmers know is that when you sow just a little bit of seed, you're only going to reap a little bit. But if you sow a lot of seed, you will reap a huge harvest. What you plant in your life, what you plant predicts what you will reap. How are you spending your time? Say, what are you sowing your time into? Who are you sowing your time into? How are you sowing your resources? How are you spending your resources on people around you or needs around you that you see? Or our finances. How are you spending your finances? Are you generously giving away? Are you sowing much or are you sowing little? Verse 7 says this. Each person should do as he's decided in his heart. Not reluctantly or out of compulsion, since God loves a cheerful giver. Excel. It is only up to you as an individual, you and you alone, to decide what you give, how you give, where you give. It's on you. Generosity, whether it's there, maybe there's a lack of generosity or generosity is there, it's from you. No one else. Nobody can choose how tightly you're going to hold your hand onto things or if you're going to let them go. It says not reluctantly. So not unwillingly. You know, we're, we're hesitant to do it, unwillingly. And not of compulsion. I see compulsion as you know, well, everyone else is doing it, so I might as well just do it, right? It's just the thing to do because I see everybody else doing it, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it. It's not you deciding out of your own heart to give. You're doing it as a response to others, a compulsion. And it says God loves a cheerful giver. What's so wonderful about God, I always say he's a gentleman. He's not going to make you do anything that you don't want to do. God's not going to force you to do something that you don't want to do. Like I said, you decide in your own heart the generosity. But his desire for you is to give freely and with joy. He loves a cheerful giver. Not someone who's giving because they seem forced to. Because they have to, because everyone else is doing it. No, no, no. I'd say at that point, don't even give. He wants you to do it joyfully, willfully. He wants to see you as a cheerful giver. I love this next part. For the cheerful giver in the room, God is able to make every grace overflow to you. So that in every way, always having everything you need, you may excel in every good work. Grace. Grace, that word grace we seek. What is grace? Grace is unmerited favor. Unmerited favor. When we give freely and cheerfully, he's able to make every ounce of favor and his goodness flow towards you. Always providing everything and all that you need. 
You can never outgive God. You can never outgive God. And he allows you to excel in doing the things that he's called you to do. Every good work that he has for you. What's this saying? He's going to help you. We don't need to be afraid to give. We don't need to be afraid of lack. Because he's going to help you. He has grace for you. Grace that's going to overflow unto you as we're reading. And like it says again, that you're always having everything and all that you need to help you excel in doing good work. The things that he's called you to do. Then finally, I love this part. This is verse 9. As it is written, he distributed freely. He gave to the poor and his righteousness endures forever. Jesus. Talks about Jesus. I'm going to go ahead and invite the worship team up. Jesus gave freely. Without reluctance and with joy. How with joy? Because when he went to the cross, we were the joy set before him. The joy set before him. Jesus also gave of his time. We can read it all throughout the scripture, how he spends it with people, praying for people, ministering to people, resources, his life, giving his life on the cross. That's the ultimate act of generosity we'll ever see in this world, in this lifetime. Jesus giving of his life. Now, I just want to go back to a verse that we read earlier. This was in 1 John. Where we can see of Jesus giving his life. We read these verses. You know, I'm going to go back and read an extra verse. This is in verse 16. This is how we have come to know love. He laid down his life for us. Like I said, it was the ultimate act of generosity. Jesus laying down his life for us. As believers in the room, as followers of Jesus, his disciples, we are to follow in his footsteps, right? We do what he does. Jesus gave. He gave. He was generous with what he gave. So we can give because Jesus gave. He's our example. So tonight, as we take a moment just to reflect and alter, I want each of you to ask yourselves, how can I be more generous? How can I be more like Jesus in my generosity? Again, we said you can give of your time. How are you generous with your time? What do you give your time towards? Your resources. How are you generous with the resources God has given you? What he's blessed you with? And then finances. Are you generous in your finances? So I asked the team tonight if we can do offering at the end. But hear me, Excel. Like we read in the scriptures, I'm not going to force you to give. I don't want to do that. 
I want each of you to decide in your own heart what you give. Again, whether that's with time, resources, or financially. So one way to put that in practice tonight, if we want it to be practical, is giving of finances. So I have our our team in the back with buckets if you want to give tonight. We also made a QR code because I know sometimes not everyone always has cash on them. So if you want to go through card, we have our QR code you can sign. Sorry, you can scan. So can I have everyone stand up? I want us to take a moment to respond and alter. Again, you decide in your own heart. I don't want you to do something you don't want to do or you feel forced to do or you've been asked to do. We're going to take a moment or two to worship. I ask you to reflect. How can I be more generous? If you want to give financially tonight, you can give. If you want to give towards our Speed the Light goal tonight, you can give. If it needs to be with time and resources, ask yourself, how can I be more generous in that way? So again, we're going to take a few moments to reflect and worship our generous Lord.